You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 52, as the New York Rangers have found themselves clinched for a playoff spot, second in the Metro, tied with the Carolina Hurricanes with 100 points each. Carolina does have a game in hand, but all things have been turning up Rangers lately. 7-2-1 since the trade deadline, and they've won three in a row. And boy, oh boy, has it been a good one to be a Rangers fan. So Andy's back from his vacation, flirting with the enemies down in uh, Florida with uh, in the uh, panther and lightning region so andy how are you doing i'm doing real good i mean uh, feeling rejuvenated refreshed i have a fresh uh well half of me's tan the other half is still sunburned but will hopefully eventually be tanned and uh yeah no better way to come back to new york with uh that game and the rangers uh punching their ticket to the postseason it's been yeah it's been a hot minute i you know i really don't consider the bubble play in because it was a play in they didn't it was to make the playoffs technically so i i don't count it um but yeah i mean it's just you can't really help it's infectious to feel good uh, anything but feel good about this team right now and just the way they're playing and uh i mean we have so much to talk about but yeah i'm just uh i'm after that vacation i'm feeling as refreshed and enthusiastic about uh the month ahead so uh, a lot can change, mind you, but again, it's really hard to to be anything but happy right now and enjoy at least this victory of the Rangers, uh, leaving no doubt and just cementing their spot in the postseason. Yeah, before we kind of talk about this whole season as a whole, I do want to point. Did you listen to the last podcast, Andy, that uh, I, did I did solo? Of course, oh, I did. Okay, you know, when I, as I. I, uh, like I said, it being, it was nice to, I would, I'm sorry, I couldn't be there to record it with you, but I did I get the chance to edit it and listen to it. And, uh, people had reached out to me just saying, uh, how that it was very negative. I mean, but I, I can under definitely understand because I was, although I didn't watch the game live, I did, uh, you know, uh, just in their, their segment of games against the, you know, the Islanders and, and the Flyers, uh, yeah, just you know, they definitely were, weren't at their best, but again, uh, I don't know every, I I'm now with the, the, 
the fact that they've cemented their spot in the in the playoffs that I think you can at least take a, a grander view of the season at large and what some of these smaller game segments really mean and if they mean anything really. So uh yeah, but I, I listened to it and uh I, I could sense the wheels felt like they were about to fall off on your end, James. It wasn't that they were about to fall off, Andy. Here's the thing with me. And the Rangers they came to life. They played a full 60-minute game. My biggest thing was, the, if you watch the Islander game, they didn't look competitive. They looked like they were getting beaten up, and I don't like that. I don't like that going into the last month of the season, the last final you know, playoff push, and it's not like the Rangers have their spot you know, permanently stamped. You know, they, they are fighting for positioning. They are fighting for home ice advantage. Which we can get into, uh, you know. I think this year it might actually be important with uh, how our, the team, our team looks with uh, you know a bunch of young kids. But um, you know, I, I just I didn't like how we were playing, and I didn't like how we were playing against the lesser teams, like the New York Islanders. All right, middle of the pack team. They've been playing really well lately. All right, three nothing game. You got shellacked. It happened. It's a hiccup in this season. But then you go out and you have Philly at home. And Philly stinks. We should have been playing like we did against Ottawa. We should have been doing that against Philly. And the fact that we, you know, fall behind like we did and just look non-interested in playing defense and just kind of leaving, you know, our defense out dry and turning the puck over and just some of the goals that we gave up are just head scratchers, not being in position. You know, and yeah, we came back and we got a point out of that, but we shouldn't just be lucky enough to get a point against the Flyers. You know, they should be lucky that they got a point against us. And, you know, that's kind of the point I was making. And, you know, you know I, I'm glad the Rangers came out and they played a tough game against the Devils. And I felt like they were a little at, more at home with their defensive structure, which was good. And then, you know, obviously, once again, they show up and, and, and beat one of the better teams in the NHL and the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-0. So yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not upset with how they've been playing against a good team. I love how they've been playing against a good team, right? The problem is when you drop down a level and you let your game slip and you're just not mentally in the game and you get off to a slow start and you have to crawl back against bad teams, that's a sign of immaturity. You know, that doesn't happen, you know, to teams that are ready to take the next step. And um, I I know if you look at the course of the whole season, yeah, I'm crazy for nitpicking these couple games here. But this is, you know, the final push, and we are a podcast that covers the Rangers week by week. And it just so happens while you were down in Florida sipping pina coladas, I was, you know, weathering a three nothing loss to the to the Islanders and a four three loss to the Flyers. And you know, it, it just, you know, it wasn't good for me. Uh, but here I am. This is what I needed. This is what the doctor ordered: a five one win. And that, it was a shellacking. I mean, that was a beatdown. I think they only had three shots in the first period, Ottawa. So it, it just, Andy, it's exactly what I needed. It's exactly what Ranger fans needed. And it's exactly how I wanted to clinch the playoffs with uh, just a beatdown, a beatdown. One of our better games of the season so far. And uh, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. And I mean... You know, I guess to kind of put in perspective, as I pull up some of the other top flight contenders around the league, I pull up the Colorado Avalanche, obviously have looked as dominant in this stretch because uh, they are, you know, flirting with the top positions in the league. But I see losses to the Canucks. I see losses to the Devils. It's just 
you know, uh, right now it seems like Pittsburgh and uh, the Carolina Hurricanes seem to be almost limping into the the postseason right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think it's easy for us to try to take lessons from this, but sometimes I think what we set the expectation for the lessons are maybe not necessarily what's going on in the locker room. So, you know, obviously the Islanders are a team that uh, they've been giving a lot of team that, you know, they turned it on too late because they're still listen. They're still the same team that went to pretty much, uh, you know, went to the, the got one game away from a cup final appearance last year, but um, just a little bit older and, you know, they just haven't had been as consistent. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, for me, it feels like this team, even at its worst, I also remember how bad it got at times since the, that letter has been, was sent out. And, you know, this is a team that hasn't, I don't remember the last time they lost three games in a row, which is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and just, yeah, like you said, it was just so refreshing to see them. It was an easy opponent. Uh, Lundquist was all over them on the post game, by the way, which was hilarious. Just I love that. Yeah, but they weren't listening, and they weren't good. And yes, I'll I'll admit, obviously, they probably missed Tim Stutzla, and I forget who else was out. But but I, I mean, it's only two players. But and they're just not a good team in general, and they're young. And I think, yeah, I just this is a team. I think Strom kind of summed it up pretty well in the post game he's like it was time you know this is a team that has elite talent they have some good bets they have some good youth and it was time it was time for them to take the next step and they just they did they took their destiny in their hands they punched their ticket and you know it's it's fitting i'm glad they got to cement their ticket not just so much coming off of like you know uh an islander lost to carolina like the night before or something you know what i mean so yeah it just kind of was fitting that they were the ones that got to leave no doubt and you know Kreider has two goals in that game he's got 49 goals which is still crazy to me so you know he's clearly not going to win the the uh the 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 rocket Austin Matthews is going to win that running away but um just the fact that he's third in league in goal scoring and with 50 you know and he you know knock on wood needs one more to hit 50 goals is insane you know what insane season from him um yeah and it's just since adding all the all the depth that Chris, I mean, at this point we have to say Chris Drury is at an excellent trade deadline. It really stinks that Tyler Mott is probably, we don't know if he's going to, if he, he might be done for the year, you know, just, we're not going to get a straight answer from this organization. Obviously you don't want to be definitive either way, but um, you know, it's a shame, but Petrano and, and cop have been incredible. I mean, and just, I mean, just, I guess to put it in perspective and I'm going to thank, uh, Nick Zareris on Twitter. Uh, he posted this the other day, or yesterday, I should say. Uh, since the deadline, the New York Rangers are second in the league in scoring chances. They are sixth in the league in goals. They are third in the league in expected goals. They are third in the league in high danger chances. And they're 27th in the league in save percentage. So they've been, pl- they've been dominating the possession of the games and, and the shot share. And, you know, for a while there, both Georgiev and Igor, their performance have been down, but they're now trending back up. So you can only, I mean, that just kind of goes to show that this team, as Igor kind of bounces back into form, and we've already seen it. He's only, you know, and the team has obviously done a lot. He hasn't faced a lot of shots, but 
Um, yeah, shut out the other night against the the Penguins. You know, only lets in one goal, uh, which he didn't really have a, a chance on. It was just uh, you know a breakdown in the slot one time, or not much you can do on that. So yeah, and he's been good when he has to be. So this is a team that is. It's a it's a different team than the one from the the you know early on in the season where Igor was bailing them out. So uh, their elite players are all are all playing like it. You know, Mika is almost like the quiet superstar on the team right now, and that's crazy to think about. Panarin is back to Panarin. Andrew Kopp is infected. You know, giving his game new life. And honestly, Strom is kind of the perfect guy. While those two, now that cop is kind of drawing defenders to him and playing in the tough areas and doing the work, that kind of lets Strom be sneaky and not have to, you know, he he can just kind of, uh, yeah. And then Panarin is just dancing out there. You know what I mean? So Vitrano is shooting the puck, which is that first line needs. And because he's shooting the puck, that whole line shoots the puck now. Kreider's been shooting the puck from everywhere, as is Zabanajad, just wide open shot. So it's just, you can't, help but be happy about the way this team is trending um obviously they get Capococco back last game and you know you'll give him uh he's he hasn't played hockey in two months especially since this team has really found its stride so I knew he was going to take a little bit to work into that game and, and that's basically what it looked like I don't think he was too bad it just looked like he was it took him I thought as the game got on he got better at you know he's always been good at holding pucks on the wall and just keeping pucks in and, and little takeaways and stuff like that but you know not much. Uh, that line's going to miss Heedle. Hopefully he comes back soon because I, I think just they need his speed to help back off opponents, I think. Um, and then, yeah, uh, that can kind of slot Goudreau down where I think, you know, you want him honestly as really an effective uh, fourth liner. So, yeah, uh, again, I could just keep gushing about this team. But, uh, yeah, they they seem poised to do something uh, in the playoffs, which is great. But, again... Uh, you know, heart. This is hope is where the heart, you know the heartbreak starts. So, um, sure. yeah, but yeah, but uh, yeah, you have to at least. I think they have. You feel a lot better about this team, you know, than you did probably three weeks ago. So, the NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel a lot better than this team almost 48 hours ago, you know, <laughs> before the Pittsburgh game. Uh, I was, you know, seriously like, I don't know if this team really can it together here and and have a real solid you know end of the season playoff push but I mean last night I I just felt like there was a vibe from this team that no one was you know use harsh words Andy no one was fucking with them like they they were going to come out and they were going to win this game and they were going to put themselves into the playoffs and that's exactly the type of effort that you want to see up and down the lineup I mean 
you can even say, you know, uh, although they they, it, they were quiet, you know, Reeves and players like Hunt, those guys, just their physicality and their effort along the boards and just, you know, just creating chaos and, you know, Hunt drawing a big power play. And just like doing all the little things correctly. It's like everyone had their role. Everyone did their job. And it was like almost just the perfect game. Obviously, they had one breakdown right in the first, right off the bat. Um, It was a fluky goal. But I don't know. I just felt like Rangers responded really well to that. Um, I really like Cop playing with Strom and Panarin. I I, I couldn't agree more. I feel feel like it gives that line a different element where you you almost feel like... uh, because cop has the ability to get into scoring chance get into scoring opportunities and put himself in good positions uh, to score goals that him and you know Strom are now a threat because Panarin will get one of them the puck and because Panarin needs to be double teamed and you can't go one on one with Panarin as uh, I forget who the defenseman was last night knows that you can't let probably Panarin. Delzato or something. Oh, I forget who the defenseman was, but you just yeah. saw his face after you know Panarin just burnt them. Like you either got to step up or you got to really just be conservative and almost give him too much room. Uh, and hopefully he makes a mistake. You cannot let him burn you and just slide a nice puck across the the slot uh, right in front of the net. But you know, and then even the d- defense end. I mean, Keandre Miller has. I I, I don't want to pump his gas too much because I don't want uh, me to jinx him. But he legit has like the abilities to be a top defenseman, not only in this team, but like, you know, in a whole division, like he's got all-star talent. I, I, you see his confidence. He's getting the puck down low. He's creating scoring chances. He's an excellent playmaker. Now, when he has the puck with a little bit of confidence, he's got speed, he's got size. He's literally got it all. He's like the full package. And he, I feel like he's gotten better. This season, he's progressed more this season, just maturing and, and just being a leader on this team and kind of knowing that, you know, he's not just a sidekick anymore. He's a force to be reckoned with with that second pairing. So, you know, I, I don't know what your thoughts on Miller is and what you think of him heading into the future, knowing that we're probably going to have to lose Truba eventually. But I really, truly believe Miller now can take that role that Truba kind of brings. And he can be a mentor to someone, and he can certainly be a leader in this team, in, in this locker room. Well, his, his growth this year has been uh, nothing short of exceptional. I mean, and that, I think, honestly, because we, we can talk all we want about the added depth and this and that, but I think maybe the, his ascension to the way he's playing now, when he's on the ice, is one of the biggest reasons the Rangers are can do some damage in the postseason. Because obviously Adam Fox is a wizard, but one player can't do it all themselves, obviously. Right. Um, and yeah, I just think nobody can. I think the fact that he can, him and Truba can log bigger minutes to keep Fox fresh. So that when he's out there, it's less about him having to Fox having to face onslaughts from top lines and just kind of work on just using all of his skill and his patience and just to break the puck out that he can actually make plays. And I mean, the thing that's scary about Miller is that he's just doing everything now. 
You know, he's keeping pucks in. He's making offensive plays. That pass to Truba in the slot in the first period last night was incredible. Just there's no more hesitation in his game. He's not getting turned or like every defenseman gets beat now and then, right? We've seen Fox plenty this season get beat. Truba, same thing. But just Miller's not getting turned styled as much. You're seeing him be physical. I mean, you know, he was going one on one with Matthew Joseph, who clearly has been very hot for the Senators, right? Since coming over from, uh, Tampa and Miller just kind of face washed him to the floor on the boards. And Joseph's a big kid, but you know, uh, Keandre might be even bigger. You know what I mean? So just the fact that he's adding those physical elements to his game, which obviously is going to come playing with Troopa that long. And he's just doing everything. And it's just scary to think that, uh, you know, Adam Fox's brain is what makes him a Norris worthy defenseman. But I mean, just watching the way Keandre plays, he could. I think there's going to one season he's going to at least have himself in that conversation one day, maybe not soon, but down the line, definitely. Just because I think as his, just as he matures in the National Hockey League and he just gets more reps and more reps and more reps and he just doesn't get less panic in his game, it's just he's going to figure out the things that make him. And that's the scary thing. He's going to get stronger, he's going to get fast, faster. It's crazy to think about, but. It's going to happen. I mean, he's going to probably put on another five to 10 pounds of, you know, and, and I don't, you know, that day, this, that's what keeps this team, you know, that this youthful pipeline of Fox and uh, Schneider and Miller, um, it's going to keep the Rangers competitive for at least the next little while here. Cause like you said, we will lose Truba one day, you know, when I assume as soon, I honestly, in two seasons that, his no trade becomes a, a tent like, you know, or no movement becomes like a 10 team no trade. And that then he's probably gone. You know what I mean? So, um, and, yeah, and but he, and he's, he's just hit, been a revelation. Yeah. And you hit and you, you touched on this before. He's been consistently playing the most minutes every game quietly over the last probably two months. And it just goes to show you, like, not only is he getting those minutes, but that just shows you the coach, the coaching staff trusts him. He's playing in bigger moments. And when he's out there, I mean, he's creating scoring chances. I mean, how many times have there been a play to the net and you're like, oh, who made that pass? Miller, again. It's like he's not afraid to beat you on the outside. You know he's strong enough to win, you know, puck battles along the boards. He's keeping pucks in, uh, you know, on the blue line. Before he, you know, I would say even like a season ago, he was backing up and, and being a little hesitant. Uh, yeah, and you're right. He's not getting beat. I mean, listen, he gets beat sometimes, and we we've mentioned that where he, you know he's had a game where he struggled. But like you said, we can name every single Rangers on the roster and pick apart their game and, and tell you a game where they struggled. So yeah, it's just it's incredible where he's come, and you know he and he, the scary thing is he's got a lot of room to improve still. Like he can get become a better skater. He can come, become a little bit stronger. Uh, I think he can work on his skills a little bit and puck handling and, and, you know, you know, he doesn't need to be the guy that, you know, puts the puck through your legs and, and beats you, but you know, a guy that can maybe gather the puck and move it up a little bit quicker. Or, you know, if he's busting wide and, you know, wants to hit, hit the brakes and just send a pass across ice, like those are little skills that he can certainly work on and, and do in a game. But, you know, what the product that you're getting out of Miller right now is just unbelievable. And the fact that he's the, as big as he is and as skillful and as fast as he is, is, is just, it's been such a blessing to have him. And 
you know, thank God we've had Truba because Truba did really a really good job kind of, you know, mentoring him and, and being his partner and, and showing him that you can be offensive and but you can be physical at the same time. There, it's not an all or nothing package. You don't have to be just a Adam Fox where it's skill 100% of the time. And you certainly don't have to be a guy like Schneider who's going to be a physical presence, but he might not have that offensive, you know, you know, ability where he can, you know, turn and burn uh, if he gets an odd man rush. So, you know, there's so many different aspects to this Rangers team. And you just look at the defense and they have it all. They really do have it all. And you put that with a goalie that is having the season that he's having. And guys, you know, Ryder scoring 50 goals, Mika and, you know, Panarin having the seasons that they're having. And then you have just the role players kind of buying into the system. It's no wonder that we're 47, 20 and six. And we're fighting for not only the, 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 you know, home ice advantage in the playoffs, but potentially, you know, I don't know how realistic you think this is, Andy, but the Rangers are fighting for, you know, the number one seed in the Metro. Can, can you even believe that? Uh, no, I can't. Like I said, right now, uh, the teams that they're in the mix with them, the Penguins are in a real funk going into the postseason. So obviously, you know, they're limping in and uh even carolina has been kind of out of sorts as of late they have a couple injuries so yeah um, i mean they have a couple injuries but they're also uh, freddie anderson is not playing as well as he was to start the season um and yeah just they're having a hard time scoring goals you know what i mean um you know if i it's funny let's you know let's let's see i have twitter i can excuse me i have google i can check this out so i'm looking at the carolina hurricanes uh, outside of scoring five goals against the Sabres, which is fair. Actually, no, they're scoring. They can score goals. Okay, they're they're still good. I think I will say this. It's funny because you interact with other fans of other teams, and every t- you know fan of every team thinks the sky is falling. And then when you pull up their record, you're like, oh, doesn't nothing looks wrong here? And I I sure I assume we're the same way. It's like, oh, the Rangers have only lost you know two games in their last whatever and seven or. You know what I mean? So, um, but uh, yeah, I, it's, I mean, they're right there in the mix. I mean, it's crazy. And like you said, it's crazy to think they'd be in this position right now. Um, and yeah, I just, I think it still probably plays out the same way, but you know, the Rangers are either playing, uh, Pittsburgh or they're playing, um, the Washington Capitals right at this point. Although, right. I mean, you know, there is a chance there could be some jockeying for position. It would be crazy to see if Pittsburgh falls to the wild card. I guess if Pittsburgh falls to the wild card and the Rangers take first place, that the Rangers are still playing Pittsburgh in that scenario, right? Um, although, would, uh, it be, would it be the Atlantic one? That's that's the one I always forget. I guess it's whichever... whichever no, it's... it's it's whatever. Uh, so the Rangers say they won the division. They would automatically play the number one wild card team, regardless of that division. Automatic, automatically the number one. It's yeah. not. It's not whether the does. It doesn't have to do with. Let's say the Rangers. Let's pull up this. So let's say the Rangers finish. They win the Metro, right, with a hundred yeah. and some odd points. But they the the Panthers are ahead. They win the Atlantic by. Four points. They don't play the lesser of the two. Is that that's not how it would work? You know what I mean? Yeah, they would play the better wild card team. They'd play the number one. The wild Rangers card would team. play the better wild card team because 
the Florida Panthers finished with better more points. Right, they're the number okay. one overall okay. seed in the East, so they get the second wild card team. Yeah, which wow, is why like also don't look now, Tampa is in a wild card spot. That's very interesting. First of all, people trashing Tampa need to give their head a shake because, or, or, or drink an extra cup of coffee or something because the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've won two cups in a row. You think they care about the regular season? They've been in the playoffs since, you know, kind of like the Rangers where, you know, I thought the Rangers could, the wheels could fall off and just you know, not have the season that they had, you know, early on in the season. But Tampa Bay knew they were going to be in the se- in the playoffs before the season began. They just need to get there. I do not want anything to do with the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. Uh, they're just a scary team. And yeah, okay, they... They fall into a wild card spot. Who cares? They're the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, it went healthy. They're still one of the best teams in the league, and they could still outscore you. They can shut you down defensively, and they have a great goaltender. So I, I don't want anything to do with Tampa. I'd, I'd probably rather play Boston than Tampa, but still, it's just one of those things. I, I know I did the pick your poison last episode, but, uh, um, you know, and I did want to get your kind of your opinion, but, you know, realistically the best spot for the new york rangers i mean what it would mean to win a division would be huge but i i really do feel safe with the number two spot in the metro yeah i mean like you said i think it's one of those things that no matter what you're gonna have to go through those teams eventually obviously you can always say like well hopefully the team you don't want to face goes up against another team that's tough and whichever winner kind of gets out on a tough series and gets injuries and stuff because as we saw you know the Montreal Canadiens path to the uh you know to the cup final last year was m- much easier than some other teams that got eliminated right so um but yeah. I don't know it, it just for me you look at the standings Andy you have Rangers versus Pittsburgh they're oh, it's all going to be tough like all right, we beat Pittsburgh three nothing last time, but they didn't have Crosby. And I know I mentioned this before, but the NHL loves Pittsburgh, and I they always get the benefit of the doubt. Um, they're just beloved by you know the NHL and the refs. They always give them every single call. They scare me. You know Carolina doing what they did to us in the bubble. They scare me. Um, granted, we're not going to probably play them in the first round. You know Tampa scares me. The Capitals, I. They have this weird thing if they get into the playoffs. So Vetchkin, they're going to want to promote. They'll give him calls. Like it, every team is scary. You know, it's just one of those things. Like I would rather just you know mind our business. Let's win the division. Like that's my goal. I I, I finally came out, Andy. I want to win the division. Yeah, and I I think it it would mean something if we win it. And you know, not not because you know we can call ourselves better than all the other teams, but I think it just it justifies the season that we're having and it kind of says no we won the division you know we're you know the second best team in the east and we're this isn't hype this isn't just you know uh igor carrying a mediocre team this is a collective effort and it's you know what we've been able to do offensively uh, defensively you know and our records against the good teams you know, they can all shove it. Remember, you know, that was the narrative. The Rangers can't beat any good teams. Well, we've beaten all the good teams. And now look where we are. We're, you know, tied for first place in the Metro. Granted, uh, Carolina has a game in hand. But I do think it, there's a, 
there's an underdog story to the New York Rangers right now uh, from from around the league. And, you know, I kind of want to win a division just to stick it to them because I feel like no matter what happens to this team, no matter who we're playing in the in the next round or, you know, the first round, the second round, we're always going to be some sort of underdog from around the league. There's just not a lot of respect for this team. And it drives me a little bit crazy. So, um, yeah, I'm coming for the division, Andy. Honestly, at this point, uh, yeah, I mean, I think when you have a group like this and you're in a position like this, I think it's one of those things where if you start being like, well, I hope this, this works out for us, I, I just I think they've earned the, the right to try, try to be the best team they can be and see how far they can go. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know, that might whether that little bit of mental edge will make a difference is one of those things you'll never know, really, because the playoffs are kind of the great equalizer. But hey, I don't think it could hurt. And like you, like I said earlier, no matter what, at some point, you're going to have to go through a team you don't want to go through. So, yeah, why not see what they're made of or at least. And, you know, I think it's hard to because there's so much expectation right now. But it's, you know, you and I were saying that this team is everyone kind of has been saying all season that this team is early, right? They've kind of arrived at this spot early, but yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where because they did such a good job, Drury did such a good job addressing the team's needs. And now that they're, they look like a team that can absolutely do some damage in the playoffs. It's um, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, on the one hand, I'm like, if the Rangers somehow make it to the, the, the cup final and face either uh, the, you know, a very <laughs> they in a nightmare scenario where they face Daryl Sutter and the Calgary Flames again, right? Uh, you know, I don't see them winning against an older Flames group with that are probably a little bit more uh, seasoned and calm in those moments, or at least like a, a Carolina, oh, excuse me, or a Colorado Avalanche team that's been like knocking at the door. You know what I mean? For so long that are looking to kind of like Tampa was for all those seasons uh, before they finally won the big one. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think you just have to see how far, you know, this, how far you can take it this season. Just it's they're having one of those magical seasons for, you know, for them. So, yeah, let's why not see. And if anything, you're establishing a high benchmark. So next season, you know that it's unacceptable to lose two or three games because you don't know if you'll have the same puck luck. You don't know if you'll lose a player. If they're going to Drury was going to be able to resign everyone. If you have the same group coming back, well. Kreider beyond as much of a heater, you know, will they lose an important player early? You don't know these questions. So it's important for the team to at least have a, a higher benchmark of expectation for what they, you know, what's acceptable going forward or, and, and just how to play the right way, even with lesser talent. You know what I mean? Because once the, if, if they can play long enough, getting used to playing good hockey with good possession numbers, uh, hopefully that even if they rotate some important pieces out in the future, that they can just kind of instill that in whoever they bring on board. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's they're having a magical season for sure, and I think they owe it to themselves to see, try to push it as far as they can. No, I I 100% agree with you. Uh, you know, it's just been it's just been one of those years where, um, you know, th- there's been seasons I think in the past, especially like like you know, a decade ago, you know, the better teams with Hank and stuff, and you look at that season those seasons and you, you kind of think, you know, that you expected the Rangers to be good. I, I feel like the fact that we came into this season 
with kind of zero expectations, right? Our goal was to just be fighting and just be relevant towards the end of the season. I think it just makes it that much sweeter. And, you know, looking about at how the rest of the league and just all the analysts and, and how they critique us and they keep knocking us down a little bit. I kind of like it. I, I like the underdog mentality for this group because any Ranger fan knows that when we're playing a full 60 minute game, right, where we can beat anybody. I mean, there's not a single team in the NHL that I'm not convinced that we can't beat when we when we're playing our game. The problem is, you know, we sometimes get a little, you know, overwhelmed and And when we're bad, we certainly look really bad. And, you know, that comes with, you know, maturing. And and you've mentioned, you know, seasoned teams like the Colorado Avalanche and the Calgary Flames, where they almost look like, all right, it's time. They're seasoned. They're ready to win their cup. It's there. Um, You know, I just feel like, you know, after COVID and the bubble and, you know, Tampa Bay winning, I think everyone around the league felt like, all right, we're in this. There's an opportunity here to, you know, push for a Stanley Cup. And Rangers were certainly one of those teams where they felt like they were just right on the edge. If they can just build, they got their all-star talent in Panarin. They got Mika, you know, they they bought Ryder and and they put their faith in him and signed him to a long-term contract. And that, you know, we were just a couple of role players away. And the fact that, you know, we added the much needed depth that we've been talking about all season and the Rangers are performing like they are, I, I think the Rangers are one of those teams. Like, you know, I, I really do. And I'm not afraid of them. Again, if we're getting to the Stanley Cup final and facing off against one of those two teams, we're playing our best hockey. And if we're playing our best hockey, I think we can beat them. And, you know, it's it just, you know, I don't know. I just kind of feel like with our goaltending, our defense, and our offensive players playing the way they are we can beat anybody and you know i just hope that the rangers and some of the younger players are ready to take the next step because you know we will see in the first round what this team is truly made of because it is a different game it's a much more aggressive game it's a grinding game you're playing the same team potentially seven times in a row it is a gauntlet and that is why you know the best teams find themselves playing you know for the stanley cup because it is a gauntlet, it is a grind, and they know how to get there. And, you know, it's just it's mentally tough as it is physically tough. So we'll see what the Rangers are made of. Um, Andy, I had one more thing for you. Um, I don't know how to, you know, ask this without completely just flipping the whole podcast uh, uh, upside down here. Um, right. Offman, did you see the goal he scored the other night? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, what a view. I I don't even know how to describe it, but he came down, I think, the right-hand side and scored a beauty of a goal. Is this kid for real? Like, is this kid, you know, exactly what the Rangers will be needing in a couple years? I mean, you hope so. There's always a chance that, I mean, there's plenty of talented, uh, you know, goal scorers in the OHL who just can't recreate their shot or find their shot in the NHL or find opportunities to use it. I mean, you know, uh, or guys that just, and I've seen enough from Othman to know that he is, uh, he, he's got a pretty good understanding of the game. His hockey sense is pretty good. So I think he could be, you know, is he going to be this type of goal scorer in the NHL? I hope so, but I'm not, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I mean, it just, it's kind of, Othman as a kid, I feel is, 
you know, obviously I would love him to be this type of, you know, just a, a pure goal scorer. But I think if you look at the seasons for those guys like that, like a Mike Hoffman type or even a James Neal type, you have some really good seasons and then they're probably somewhere they're not as effective. You know what I mean? But uh, you hope so, because clearly just adding a guy like Vetrano, who is a shoot first player with an excellent release, has done wonders for this team. Um. And it's so funny hearing from fans of other teams where they're like, we have no playmakers. Like, all we do is shoot the puck and take low percentage shots. And meanwhile, you and I have been like wishing the Rangers would at least try to put the puck on net for however long now. So it's just funny how different teams have different, you know, makeups. Um, but I mean, hopefully he can be for real. Just the season he's having is is awesome. You know, it's everything you'd want out of a, that pick. That pick is looking much better than it was not that it was a bad pick obviously i thought it was a it was a perfectly fine pick but you know i think there was a lot of uh rangers fans upset that they didn't go for a center but i mean at this point considering who is selected around and slash behind him you can't really be upset he's probably having the best season he's having a better season than some of the players that were picked ahead of him so uh yeah i hope he's for real you know what i mean it'll be interesting to see i know a lot of you know some fans think he will make his way to the Rangers next year. I definitely don't think that. I think he is a kid who will need some AHL time or um, I know he does have, I believe he has dual uh, citizenship with, I think he's Swiss. Is that it? I think so. So I think he can go play in overseas in the Swiss league again, if he, you know, if he wants to, which might not be the worst thing in the world, but um, yeah, I think he's going to need some AHL seasoning, but I think, uh, especially because you look, there's a bit of a logjam right now. And you'll have Will Cooley will be similarly competing with him for a spot, potentially. Um, who knows what's going on with Kravtsov, What you know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if Tractor is uh, knocked out of the playoffs. You know, who knows? But um, I, yeah, I hope Brennan Hoffman is for real. And he's definitely, I would say, because of the season he's having, he's definitely an untouchable for me. You know, at least for the little the next little bit here. All right. I mean, th- those are those are good words to hear, uh, especially from you, because you do follow you know the prospect pool uh, more closely than the average fan. So, uh, you have anything else? I mean, this has been, you know, I'll I'll be I'll be a little bit more negative next podcast. I promise. Uh, you know, you got to balance things out. I know I've been very positive here. A uh, little weird for me, but it feels good. And, you know, Ranger fans should feel good after a win last night. You see the X next to your name as you clinch the playoff spot, second in the Metro. Uh, yeah, things are things are good. So you got anything else, Andy? No, I mean, obviously, depending how that Tuesday's tilt with the Hurricanes go goes, um, the, that could have you feeling really good or really bad about your chances in the postseason because they're a team that the Rangers have not historically fared well against. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like the team that everyone's afraid of because the Rangers just don't match up well with their speed. You would like to see the Rangers for once feel good about. Um, and it's funny because I watch I watched a little bit of the Carolina Islanders game and the Islanders were very good at because they're such a good defensive team. They were very good about just slowing that Carolina team down and not allowing them to use their speed. And once they did that, um you know, it was a it was a pretty even game, but it was clearly really stifling the Hurricanes and frustrating them. And uh, once they got them to stop moving more, the Islanders were a much bigger team and were kind of punishing them a little bit. So 
yeah, I think that's what, if these are the Rangers, I think that's what you want to do. I don't think you want to try to run and gun with them. I, I know the Rangers like to play this, um, you know, when they're, it's some, it's, it seems like when they're at their best, they're playing this, like, you know, Panera's dancing everywhere. But sometimes some teams are just going to have to play a tighter game and just take what's given to you. So I think that's kind of how the Rangers are going to have to do if they want to win that game. And especially if they end up meeting them in the postseason. So uh, you're going to have to win different ways in the playoffs. So it's not always going to work out, you know, this uh, the way it's not always going to play out like it played out uh, last night against uh, the Senators. So that's a big tilt. And we'll see how fans are feeling after that game. But for right now, uh, I mean, we're on cloud nine. We're back in the playoffs. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.